0: Candle Candle Coven, Coven. I'm Elena, and I'm Jocelyn from Bijou Candles, and And this this is the the Candle Candle Coven
1: Coven Podcast. Let's light some candles, get cozy, and talk at it. (laughs) I'm at that age where, like, there is constantly stuff in my teeth. No! It's so annoying. (laughs) Stop. And,
0: you know, like, I haven't gone
1: to the dentist in, like, hell since, in at least a fortnight. Okay, wait, so
0: that's, like, not even our vibe. Like, you and I love to go to the doctors and stuff. We're, like, those people that are, like, gotta get checked. We have not been able to get into
1: a dentist. But, like, I don't understand why the dental isn't part of the like always part of the
0: insurance that's my biggest thing like do your teeth not count why don't your teeth or your eyes count Arguably, i don't get it i would say your teeth and your eyes are they're some the, of the most f- important and like things maybe like- that's
1: why they like exit out because it's too expensive because <laughs> like, like it can, breaks down the most like,
0: right so like teeth stuff like literally can give you heart disease and you can die and then like <laughs> eye stuff like you can tell you, you need have them a- to eat food you right <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> you're the real long i know right you're
1: you're just like i'm high you will die i, I don't. can't chew on like these are rotting out of my face listen
0: i've seen what Molly's able to do with no teeth and i'm feeling it's like super impressive yeah but wait eyes as well like they can check in your eyes and see if you have like a brain tumor and stuff the nipples of the eyes of the
1: face <laughs> <Boy>, what <Well>, um <laughs> That's literally your thing about the eyes is that you want to be able to look through them to see your brain. What do you think that they're doing to at-
0: see? Honey, we already know Mama can't see. We just yeah, it could be a lot worse. W well, how much I can't see? Yes, of course. I hope so. But like that's what, it's like. It's, an, it's a one of the five senses. <laughs> I get Like what you're that's saying. crazy. Elena, I think maybe we have to come out of the closet for what? The fact that you and I are no strangers to being blazed. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think people don't know. Okay. I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. I've literally had people message me be like, how high were you guys when you were talking about uh, hornets being sexy or wasps? being?" You know what? That is not a high thought. That is a
1: sober (laughs) thing that occurred to me that occurs to me a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) High or not? Like. I just think that it just enhances thoughts that you naturally have. Oh, yeah. I think it's the bomb. Right. Yeah, it's the best.
1: So. And then, like, um, if you can't smoke things that are just, like, from the ground, then
0: you're not really free. That's true. Or eat them, for that matter. Yeah. And, like, it's the best. Like, I, sometimes I want asparagus. Sometimes I want cannabinoids. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you um, feel like a nut and sometimes you <laughs> Nuts.com.
1: Like how about that thing about like um how vegetables aren't even like a, a real thing? It's just like the yeah. category of leaves that you eat. They're just yeah. leaves. Everything They're all just else plants. Is fruits.
0: Do you realize I didn't that? Realize everything that. is a fucking fruit? Yeah, except for the le the plants. <laughs> Especially that we me, eat. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Not the biggest fruit. Zam zam zan, 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 zan. zan. <laughs> Um everything that has a seed is a fruit. Yeah. I got a lot of seeds in my teeth. (laughs) Unbelievable. You're really stuck on your dental work. Yeah. Oh, I don't have dental work. Okay. So we like, but like to clarify, we are, we floss every day. Yeah. We're good about our personal. Yeah. I like to prevent myself from
1: going to the dentist. We are
0: very, and every time I do go, they're like, wow. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm actually flossing. And they're like, you know, you really can tell. Yeah. I put in the work. One thing that I do. That I, like, can't believe I do. I know. I graft my teeth. Do you have... Like, a- I graft them. Oh, yeah. I, like, flirt with them. Oh, yeah. You're grafting <laughs> hard. Yeah. I mean, I remember years ago, one of our friend's sisters, who's a dentist, uh-huh. I was like, how bad is it if I get, like, a scaling tool to scale my own teeth? Right. She was like, mm, it's not the worst thing. And I was like, done. <laughs> so basically, I do my own dental yeah, work. And now we're in a throuple <laughs> with the dental cleaning kit.
1: <laughs> yes. But the thing that we have not yet done is I have yet to clean your teeth with the dental tools. Yeah,
0: I have to say I think that's you, you to do too, it by touch. risky. Yeah, you gotta do it by your own touch. I would never. Try, try I mean, to. when a dental hygienist cleans your teeth, it's touch and go. Should I do a little TMI? What? Yeah, something jo- like what is? this, this, How, is why like, is this about this me? Is,
1: no, it's not. Oh, okay. Something that <laughs> like it's so crazy what married people let like each other do to them. Yes, like. This bitch, <laughs> no, cleans my ears for me. Well, I have to.
0: Like it's so nice. Can you explain why for people who might not understand what what I'm so talking about? Asian people have different kind of
1: ear wax. It's not really waxy. It's like more flaky. Mm-hmm. Like our, the inside of our ears are dry.
0: Not us whiteies. We got some. (laughs) It's soaking wet in there. Soaking wet everything. Just It's like the inside of like
1: the descent. Like the walls are just soaking wet and dripping. Yeah, why are we like this? And even people like, it's
0: like, it's just like your skin comes off. It almost looks like, yeah, your skin, the skin inside your ear like sheds. Yeah. And like once ever so often, whenever, you have to use like this special kind of. Like like, hook tool. tool.
1: Yeah, like my mom used to do it for me when I was growing up.
0: And yeah. now I do it for now you. she has to do it for you. Because I'm your mommy. <laughs> but you know, anytime I see my
1: mom, she's like, do you need me to clean your ears? <laughs> <laughs> Did she really? <laughs> and we call it yee because it's like scratching your ears. Oh, yee yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it, is, it does seem kind of soothing. And you know what, though? I have to say something. Like, it's not like white people earwax or I don't think it's just um, Caucasian jeans. It's like... I think other like ethnicities have wet wax. I think Asian, particularly, has yeah, the dry wax. So. so anybody with wet wax, you guys know. Like, <laughs> wh- wh- what do we know about, especially in America? I'm gonna speak for Americans. We're, we don't know what we're doing with our ears. I know. Like, there's like know, a lot they, of overuse of Q-tips. A, isn't a big there? Q-tip has really affected. Like, it's that's really, like one of those things where it's like, why do we do this? Like, so. Yeah, Because of, I think there was like a
1: leftover con or something. Something's and they're like, let's put it on the tip of the stick Which you never, and sell why do they even exist? Like, yeah.
0: it's there for makeup? Like, they, what am I supposed to do? Oh, I get do? it for doctors. But listen, <laughs> <laughs> in Asian cultures and Asian countries, they have ear cleaning spas. Yeah. Well, they have a lot of kind of, they have spas that, like, up the wazoo for I everything. I need a spa for every orifice.
1: You can, like, go to a spa. And, like, get your blackheads popped and stuff. I want that. It's the, like, Yeah, it's called it's a facial, so but, like, they
0: have, like, intense ones. Yeah. Well, the I feel money like, shot. I feel like
1: in America we don't have any, like, casual facials. Like, facials are a luxury. That's really true. I feel like stuff like facials and, like, massages should be. And, like, thank you to Asian salon owners for, like, providing the service. This is it's so, so true. With Manny's and, and patties as well. Yeah, because, like, it really is, like, good. For, it helps your body. Like, if you're in pain and stuff, like, yes. that should helps.
0: We should honestly, like. Here, here I go. The we should be getting like a healthcare, and in our healthcare, weekly massages oh, well, should be well. included. This is As my, if they want no, the best for this us. Is, I'm saying like in my utopia. Oh, yeah. Where, you know,
1: Jocelynville,
0: are, Jocelynville. Wait, we actually it's called Xanadu. Xanadu. <laughs> um, that's what uh, my Animal Crossing Island is. It's called Xanadu. So like, can someone come find
1: you on Xanadu? I don't know how that game works. Is it? On the I internet? honestly
0: have barely dipped the toe. I haven't had time. You're too addicted to Renegade. Don't I can't talk about it. It's so embarrassing. No, you must. No,
1: this is so embarrassing. Jocelyn is the Max Fisher of Renegade. No, the the game that's like checkers looking, but it's like the one where you put some. Okay, if you if you had a uh, Nintendo, <laughs> any, do you ever feel like <laughs> if you had a Nintendo, like original Nintendo console in the nineties, there was a game called Spot, and it was like the Seven Up guy. And he had sunglasses, and it was this game where you like—it's a black and white chip game. Is it like Renegade? It's the game. It's Renegade. So you—so that's why I you know had how prior to play knowledge. It. I told you this.
0: No, I didn't know the backstory. I told you this. No, I didn't. No, know you your just didn't listen because you were too involved. You were like story. mouth
1: breathing, <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like, "What?"
0: <laughs> so it's on. Uh, my sister got us a Switch, like I said. Is that what it's called? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo like a nintendo swish that was not right (laughs) i'm a hundred years old wait just as an aside what else is new um i saw this tweet that was like nobody told me that once you hit 35 you instantly when you're 34 you're 27 and when you're 35 you're 50 no that's true and it was like but it's not too late for me to warn you i was literally like that is the truest fucking Jocelyn, shit I've ever seen. I just turned 35. I went back to the gym the
1: first week I injured myself two times. <laughs> I know <you> did. Twice. <laughs> in three days.
0: Like, she comes home one day. I'm not allowed to work out yet. Because I'm so gentle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm delicate. But, um, she goes back and she's like, I think I broke my toe. I dropped a weight on it. And this, this bitch has got a perp. On that, t- yeah. it's the purpley. It's a fucking Teletubby. That toenail. She's gonna lose the toenail, guys. I don't think you it's You know broken, what? I'm but- determined to not lose it. <laughs> I hope you lose it. I'm, I'm holding up for life. I don't dear want life. that in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then you like tweaked your back. I was like so mad at you. Yeah, you <laughs> I was were. like, would you please be considerate of the fact that you're 35? <laughs> Last time you went to the gym, you were like 30. I was 33. No. Yeah.
1: Nuh uh. Yes, I've had two birthdays in the
0: pandemic. I can't believe that we have aged this much. I think, right? Carry the Am one. I wrong? It has to be. Yeah, I stopped going like right before my birthday. Yeah. And then I had another birthday. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, back to the Nintendo Switch. Swish. Uh, they, there's this like party games thing game that you can get and yeah. it has like checkers chess has bowling it's and so golf fun. there's like a lot of fun there's which darts. i'm like randomly like a savant at the golf yeah you guys, I am not good at video games. Like, I didn't grow up with like a lot of video games in my house. Like when I went to my friend's house, like I would play there. But I like. Always yeah, Jocelyn had, like- had like a
1: monophone that like her grandmother listened to. A gramophone, yeah, like a gramophone <laughs> I know, and she's like, like, like a ham radio. It's time for
0: entertainment hour, and we yeah. were just like go up and sing Gershwin hits. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> What's that like? Channel three, Lawrence Welch, Lawrence, Lawrence
1: Welk. Welch. The Lawrence Welk show. Yes. That's what my grandma always had on with
0: my by myself. (laughs) Um, so they have all these amazing games available for the swish. And I pick I'm like, I'm going to play checkers like how like, I don't know why. I just was like, I want to play board games. You want to play Moncala. Yeah, because I played it at my sister's house and then I got into it. I got sick with it and I had to get it out. Then I found Renegade and (laughs) something about it clicked something about it. It speaks to my particular, it tickles my neurotype, if you will. It's TMI. It it tickles. And I was like, I don't know how to kind of mastermind it. Like, you know, like when you're playing like chess or checkers, you can like think like kind of ahead a little bit. Yeah, there's strategy. Yeah, like to me, Renegade is really, really hard to figure it out because there's so many like the bot things that could happen the and really i really hard computer I play bot i played the bot yeah like
1: crazy good yes. and like i cannot figure out what he's doing
0: or right she. so when i was like laid up Did on a max fisher max fisher bobby fisher bobby fisher who's max fisher i don't fucking know who's max fisher elena
1: <laughs> is it that store in the city i don't fucking know
0: <laughs> <laughs> um that was my lisa run laugh <laughs> um so yeah like I was like laid up, like healing on the couch. So I was like, I'm going to play Renegade. And well, I got deep into Renegade. Yeah. At first I started playing Elena, who was pretty good at it because you had played it, I guess, growing up. I had like never seen it before. So I was like, what are you doing? And then I was like, all right, I'm going to play the computer. And like, no, but when we played, <laughs> she was, like, we would finish the game and I'd be like, OK, she'd be like. Again, Another one.
1: I, I just again, I we <laughs> play like 10 games in
0: a row. I just for some reason, my brain was like hyper focused on it. It really <laughs> wanted to learn it. I don't it rarely happens to me yeah. that I'm like, I must learn this. Usually I'm like, I don't I don't care. I but have to draw. I you. have to draw you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I beat the easy. I beat the hard. I beat the expert. Oh, shit. And now I'm on. It's, it's something called? like it's impossible like, yeah. or something. And I friggin it is impossible.
1: I don't know how. No, it's crazy. It's, like you think you're winning and then all of a sudden he has like every or she. It's a he. Yeah.
0: It's a he. It's an it. It's an it. Yeah. And I, I just I don't know what it's doing. It's cheating, honestly. Yeah. Like every time I play it, I'm like, you're literally cheating in front like, of it's me. It's like, how did you do that? It's because it's a computer. Yeah. So, like, I'm trying to become a computer. It's Mark Zuckerberg. Remember those G.I. Joe videos? It was like, hey, kid, I'm a computer. (laughs) G.I. Joe. Remember those? (laughs) Like, barely. They were, like, the videos. Like, before we had, like, all the shit we have now, there'd be, like, random videos from, like, E-bombs world. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. Or... So, like, You're not when we were now, actually kids. Dog. It
1: was, like, when, like when G.I. G. G. I. Joe was, like, a meme.
0: Right. The meme okay. of G.I. Joe. Yeah. And it was, like, from the G.I. Joe cartoon. They would, right. like, dub it with, like, hilarious stuff. You we would, like, world. send it. We would, like, email. We would, like, AOL it to each other. Yeah. You've got mail. And it would be, like, some G.I. Joe it. video. Does, you know what, like,
1: sends a tingle down my spine? What? The sound of the AOL door shut. Oh. No, the open. Well, yeah. Bo- no, the door shut more because it's so much more abrupt.
0: Yeah, that's true. And it's like, who left? Did they not say goodbye? <laughs> you Do you know? ever get kicked off in the middle of like a juicy Wait. convo? Oh. Oh! <laughs> I got that like tingle behind the ears when I heard it. Oh my god. Elena. Ugh. It actually I'm having a, like a, a response to it, like a physical response. Right. It made behind my ears tingle. Yeah. Oh, like my God. It's a God. visceral reaction. That is. Oh, I miss it. They, kids these days will never know how good it was. we will never know. I think we got the sweet spot. It was. We did. I think we got the sweet spot of technology situations. Mm hmm. AOL going on AIM after school, putting up your away message. Yeah. It was. We were superstars. It was like just <laughs> enough for like how pubescent we were. Oh my god! Like now, and then, like when they got
1: Facebook, it was too much. Like yeah. more than they can handle. Yep. But like I think we had just enough to just like. It was like summer camp in the seventies. You know what I uh-huh. mean? Like oh yeah, on the internet.
0: Oh, that's the most perfect situation. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like, We were ripe. It was. It was a beautiful thing. Did it you catch a- people in middle school? Of course. Same. We invented it. Um. The old my millennials, friend Michelle,
1: it, we invented this shit. My friend Michelle and I, we made a screen a screen name called Do Me Now Biatch.
0: <laughs> How did you spell it?
1: D-O-M-E-N-O-W-B-I-A-T-C-H. I can't believe it was available. I know, but we it was early on, so. Yeah, Do Me know. Now Biatch.
0: And, you know, I can't believe it was available. Can we please talk about the fact that we had so many other words for bitch back in the day? beach, beach. I know. That's and, all. Um, there, there's just two. Just those two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we would like um, talk to, we would like catfish the douchebag boys.
0: Okay, well that's class. just, you're just doing the Lord's work. I was doing, yeah, we yeah. were. It needed to be done. Did you have any um, internet friends that you like never met, but like spoke to you for a very no. long time?
1: Really? I didn't talk to anyone I didn't know on the internet. I didn't go into chat. I'm like really weird. That's, I don't want to know people. That's very safe. But like, it's a reaction to like what I was like growing up. Um, what is that? Just like a biatch. <laughs> a, a, just a do me not biatch. I was very shy, uh-huh. like painfully shy. Oh. And I just like avoided people. I just like wanted to be with my mom.
0: That's very cute. Um.
1: So like that translated into my internet presence. I just wanted to be with my mommy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, there you
1: go. <laughs> no, I I like really just talked to my friends like. And I didn't go into chat rooms. You never went
0: into any chat rooms? No. Not for too long. You didn't go into like AOL chat rooms? Not for long, no. Elena. I mean, you haven't lived. I know. I was too busy downloading like Winamp skins. Yeah, you, (laughs) I have, I think if I had a dollar for every time you mentioned Winamp skins to me in our entire relationship, (laughs) I'd be a freaking billionaire. It shaped me. Yeah. You love Winamp, Winamp. I can't even say it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Wait, so what chat rooms would you go in?
0: Hanson? No, I don't even know. You're like, too cool for Hanson. You would just go and like, we. I would only do chat rooms with friends. I never did it by myself or like with my sister. Like uh-huh. if you as a child went into a, an AOL chat room alone, it's like walking into the woods by yourself. You don't do yeah. that. But hold, when you have. On, Molly's
1: going to walk under me.
0: Sorry about that. Um. Oh, my God. You know what I just thought about? One time we were on an AOL chat room with. Um, My neighbor and her cousin, my friend Kathleen mm-hmm. and her cousin and my sister. And we were chatting and Brad, his name is uh, Brad, the cousin. Uh-huh. He was like typing out like to somebody like, are you a rapper? Like it was somebody saying something like that. And he spelt it wrong. He said it spelled Raper. Uh- and my mother <gasps> comes walking over and she's like, what are you guys doing? And she sees Raper and she gets so mad at me. <laughs> I was like why are you mad at me i did he's trying to you had nothing all, to do with I was it like, I, first of all i had nothing to do with this number two who was he asking some random person on a chat like she just saw the word rapper she saw she just saw the word raper right because it was spelled incorrectly yeah and i mean that's and like, she if just flipped out if you're gonna be mad be mad at the public school system <laughs> oh shit but yeah she was like mad that's how so how funny, funny is when you get mad at your kids and then like I'll tell her now like, stuff that she gets mad at mad at me for. And she's like, I can't believe no, I she, got and mad. And she also does not remember. She's like, I can't believe I got no, mad. But
1: I, I would be in chat rooms with my friends, but not like random ones about like the band Bush, for example, which I loved. <laughs> like that's the chat room I would have been in. Yeah. Or like Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, what's that story about when you put up an away message that was risque?
0: Do you think you could hear it? Was that a little flute guy? <laughs> that was the, the song of our dishwasher <laughs> singing the song of its people. <laughs> Wait, you know what I'm talking about? Um, I think you're talking about and your my Uncle AOL or profile. Yeah. I, um under my quote section, uh-huh. I put the quote, Sex, drugs, rock and roll, speed, weed, birth control, life's a bitch, so then you die. So fuck the world and go get high. You have not changed a bit. And... I thought it was, like, really funny, and, like, I was probably, like, 14, and my uncle Billy, who is not my, my uncle, but my great uncle, my, right, my grandmother's, grandmother's brother, yeah. um, had the internet because he was, like, one of those older guys who was like, I know about computers. Oh. And so he, like, checked my... Pro- I don't even know how he got my screen name. Please kill me. <laughs> how um, did he get your screen name? I don't know, and now I'm... Now, back in time, I should have flipped the... You know, d- Yeah, because it's not like it was your name or anything. No. So it's like, what are you doing looking at my profile? Uncle How do you find it? I Elena, who knows? My grandmother probably like told him. I don't even How know. How does she know it? This is actually interesting. Maybe, have, did he go for your stuff? No, that was not a thing. I have no idea. I don't know. But basically, he came and like told my grandmother this and then told my mom this. Didn't he like print it out? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, this is what the Internet is like, guys. This is not even the worst quote. Right. of My friend group. I'm just being I'm blending in socially. It's like, look what your granddaughter put in the newspaper. Like, I was <laughs> like, I was like, get a life. <laughs> like, you think this is what you think? I'm? This is what I'm actually doing. Did you get in trouble? Like, meh. like, like I was more. I think, honestly, my mom wasn't even mad at me. She was like, just take it down because people can see it and they don't get what you mean. I was uh-huh. like, I get what you're saying, like that I understand. the marketing's not good. Right. <laughs> the PR is not good on this. Like she was always very reasonable with me, but like I was just like so mad at Uncle Billy because I was like, what a narc. I was like, ew. Yeah. Like I felt like he, re- I felt like it was like a sibling rivalry with my grandmother and totally. had done nothing to do with me. Like, and I never really like noticed it before, but like now in hindsight, I'm like, he just wanted to be able to like say some shit. Yeah. About. Totally. So her branch of the family yeah not that i think that there was any bad blood there but like you know it was like a little brother big sister i no, thingy i get thingy. it I get and it. i got i got tied into this i didn't ask to be born wow, uncle this, billy that so that thing the raper thing like you know you're really life's good. a bitch and then you die so fuck the so, world. and <laughs> like, let's go high. high
1: i stand by that i know like you actually kind of have not really changed <laughs> jocelyn um i don't know how she like was able to do this in her guts but like she read to me parts of her diary. Oh my god, it was so hard.
0: This and is recent. Th- no,
1: it's not even your diary, it was your poetry. Yeah, book. I didn't have a diary.
0: I had a book of
1: poems. Yeah. So she actually like showed it to me. Yep. There she was like um so she brought it back from home cuz we This like is met, like recently. Yeah, like we her found sister it like was like two months ago and yeah. she she found them and like yeah. gave them Jocelyn. And so we like drove them home. And they, like, existed in our I, guest the room The way for a that you bit. said that is huh. as if they were, like, in, in like, car a car seat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, um, so they were, like, sitting in our house. And a few days later, Jocelyn's like, did you read my poems? And I was like, no. And she was like, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, like, instantly regressed when they were around. I was yeah. like, no one looking like poetry. <laughs> but,
1: like, I would never do that. That's crazy. But, um. Yeah, so I don't know how she like had the gumption <laughs> to do that because like I have burned everything I've ever written. i read some like of it even to you, even I things I've so written funny. like a year ago. I'm like, ugh,
0: it's so awful. You know what I'll do? I'll take a picture of the opening where I wrote poems with like all that artwork. Yeah, I'll post it with this. Is that? I mean, the episode. stuff that she's
1: written, it's like good and it's is it's her. That's so sweet. Like you really have like you're this person.
0: I haven't aged a day. No, I haven't you're matured authentic. a day. <laughs> you're just I mean, authentic, I think. There was like, you could see me discovering things. Kylie Jenner discovering things. And I just was like, yeah. Hey, wait a minute. This is all bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> You didn't fall for it then. You're not falling for it now. I was like, mm, this something didn't sit right with me. Yeah. I was like that baby that came out and was like, mm, I don't know about this, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite sure about this. <laughs> Capricorns are hilarious because, like, we follow rules, but we also need to think the rules are logistically sound. Yeah, like we have a really hard time, like when rules don't make sense, and we're like, "I that's a no for me." So what do you do? We suffer. We yeah. we scream internally and we suffer deeply.
1: It's funny because, like, you know, the Libras is the scales, but like Capricorns love justice.
0: Oh yes. So here's the difference: Capricorns love justice, and we're very like black and white, mm-hmm. like. I guess Libras are more that's why about, you like Renegade. That's why I love Renegade. Um, but Libras are more about like, you know, seeing all sides and like finding oh, your like balance. The opposite and of that. we're sort of like blacker. We're a little more black yeah. and white, which is, can be bad and it can be good. It's, mm-hmm. you know, d- you go do the work. Capricorns need to do the work. Yeah. And as a Capricorn, you know. Otherwise, we are really scary. That's like the general consensus, right? Is like you guys I are think scary. Do, I don't think, pe- I think pe- Capricorns are difficult. Like we're not. We have a personality. Mm-hmm. Like we we're, we make ourselves like, no, no, like we're not easy. Does that yeah. make sense? You don't like go with the flow. No, we don't. Sorry. But like, that's good. Yeah, but it's annoying for, to be even for me to be one because I'm like, God, I can't let this go. <laughs> I can't let this go. <laughs> Just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have spent days like being like, am I upset about that? I don't know. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll try clothes on and I'll be like, ah! Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, like, it's like if I don't love it or I hate it, like He's that mad. in between, like not being sure makes me crazy. Yeah. You don't like um limbo. Yeah, no, I don't. And I'm not really a good limboer either, to be fair. God, remember limbo being at every party in the early 90s when you were a kid? Oh, my God. We had so Why? many things that we just did. Like every party you went to, you did a lim- the limbo. Like comment below. Did you guys do limbos at like kids parties in like the early 90s? Yeah. Every party how, I went how to. How
1: good were kids' parties in the early 90s? Oh. Where they, would you we, have your parties? I,
0: okay, so sometimes you would go to like the Burger King or the McDonald's play places. Uh-huh. Those were always. And just get Just staff get infections. typhoid. Yeah. And that's why hopefully we're going to survive the pandy, is because of those <sighs> ball pits at Discovery Zone. Right? Our immune systems are a little. Don't you know someone who was in an accident at a Discovery oh my Zone? God, I know the guy who. Um,
1: the reason Discovery Zone had to shut its doors when yeah. I went to my high school. And it like, he was going down like one of the sides or something at Discovery Zone and it scalped him. Oh, geez Louise. So he had like big scars on his head. And the, he- But he got a big settlement. He got a settlement. And they like closer.
0: I have a structured <laughs> settlement and I need <laughs> cash <culture. laughs>
1: started really high on yeah, that one. sorry. <laughs> I was maybe going for some sort of harmony. I don't know. Oh no, I didn't. I, that was my fault. So okay, so you go to Burger King or McDonald's, just um, kids yep. zone.
0: I liked. Remember I, the
1: Monopoly? No, on McDonald's.
0: Yes, oh yes, do. McDonald's oh Monopoly. Of course. I loved that.
1: That was so exciting. But anyway. you know
0: that all the people that won, it was a scam. I know, but like it was fun. Yeah, but you know what? I now that I think about it, it really upsets me. What was the scam again? The, do you remember like, the people that were ma- they were made at, in the factory? Like the million dollar tickets were uh-huh. made in a factory and like. I'm just going to say Connecticut because that's and whatever or something. And the guy who knew who made it in the factory was planting for specific people. Yes. And like he like it was like a, a scam. Like that's Everybody who won was like part of it was the mob. Whoa. He was in the mob. It was the mob. That is fucking crazy, you guys. Like how amazing is taking a game about what a mob. It's so meta. Banking is. It's meta. And then in um, the most American thing in the world, in which a is scam McDonald's, a scam. yeah, be. And then the mob does does a job on a game about how everything is a mafia. I'm wow. sorry, but like that is poetry.
1: Yeah, that is the simulation is real. <laughs> that is poetry. That really is. Holy shit. <laughs> and mm. that's why we can't have nice things. I mean the mob is behind everything, let's be honest. I mean
0: everything is the mob. Our president wasn't the mob. I mean the <laughs> they're all the, the mob the United States government is a mob. I mean, who killed Jeff K? The mob. The mob. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and the
0: CIA. And this is when we're gonna all put our tinfoil hats on. I mean, <laughs>
1: uh, there's a difference between conspiracies and covered up facts. Yeah, oh
0: a hundred percent. No, I I'm in the same boat as you. Um
1: totally. And like why believe these people? For no. what like why? They're no. all scammers. Yeah. Anyway. What were we talking about? Okay. Monopoly. You would go to McDonald's or Burger King.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. And I also really loved kids parties where it was at someone's house. Because, like, how fun was seeing other people's houses. Mm. Like, when you're a kid, you see a lot of people's houses. As adults, we don't see people's houses. I mean, especially now during the pandemic. But even before then, like, we just don't see each other's apartments and houses that much. Yeah. Because in the city, we we usually go out to eat. Or, like,
1: the same two people.
0: Right. And, like... We don't see everyone's apartment and not, you know what? Because a lot of people's apartments in the cities, you can't, you can't entertain at all. No, you can't. Even fit. It's a place to physically slide your body into a bed. <laughs> maybe that's why, maybe other people in other parts of the country are like, what are you talking about, bitch? I've seen everyone's house. Right. And I'm like, well, I spent the last 15 years in Manhattan where. Going to one bar. It was like, do you want to go to my coffin or do you want yeah. to go to a bar? <laughs> right. Um." Yeah, seeing people's houses is fun. And then we would usually do like, you know, party games. I remember some like party piñatas. I remember doing like in the summer, like uh, water balloon games. Yeah. Super soakers. Yeah, sure. Um, Sometimes kids would have themed parties like one year. My sister had a gymnastics party. That's so funny. Where she wore a pink Power Rangers leotard. Classic gymnastics. And you know, when you were a little kid and you had like your leotard on, but like your underwear was also still on <laughs> underneath it? Yes. Yeah. So it was like a bunch of like little kids. <laughs> like how old? Four? I want to say she was in kindergarten, maybe? Hmm. Or preschool. Kin- Which one's first? Kindergarten, I think it was. <laughs> and <laughs> in the beginning, they're just like, get these kids out of the I house. I know, right? Pre K, <laughs> preschool. Kids. I don't fucking know. Get these kids out of the house. Yeah.
1: Wait, what parties would you have is my question. I don't care about other people that you knew.
0: What kind of parties? Yeah. That I had? For your birthday. Okay, so one year in like third grade, we, my mom's cousin Karen worked at this salon and we did like a salon birthday. That's so, so cute. So all the girls got their hair and makeup was it done. Was that Steel Magnolias themed? It was still, we all had to drink our juice. <laughs> um, and yeah, we all went to the salon. It was a Paul Mitchell concept salon. So <laughs> we all smelled like Ava Pooey. <laughs> Number one. That's so cute. The though. conditioner. So we um, all got our hair and our makeup done. But my mom paid for that. How cute is that? That's for everybody? really cute. And um, I'm like, she's so cute. She's like, let's do makeup. Like, I just think that's so cute. And she's like patronizing a small business. Like, I love that for her. Um, <laughs> it's very me to have had a makeup and hair. Birthday I can't party. even get over that. I am the most me I have ever you been. You really are. Wow. So annoying. That's fucking so cute. <laughs> I was surprised I didn't have a candle birthday. Honestly. Like a sniffing, like a smelling. Can- oh, I had so many I, Halloween parties. Yes, I had some Halloween parties. Uh-huh. We were always playing with the Ouija board, which in hindsight, I wish I never touched. I, they're spooky. Yes, they're spooky. Big, big regrets. Yeah, big regrets. Um, but yeah, we had that was like probably like a really cute one. That's very cute. like a cute. birthday theme. Do you remember any of your child birthdays? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please elaborate on some. I mean, I had like
1: great birthdays because it's in the summer.
0: Yeah, Mine's on, my birthday is on Christmas Eve, which yeah, makes it so hard for me does. to have birthday like,
1: parties. Yeah. One year we went to Disney on ice and saw like Beauty and the Beast. And was like, to- I
0: have a summer birthday and this bitch goes to Disney on ice. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I was obsessed with Beauty and the Beast. And you love Mighty Ducks. I love ice
1: skating. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and I got to bring like a bunch of friends. That's cute. But like we I would always go. There's the amusement park in Vienna is called Prater. It's like in the city. Mm-hmm. And it's. Like, so fucking fun. It's rides like more like, you know, carnival style rides, but like a little bit higher up, like like a permanent carnival. Yeah, Like it's like almost it's not as nice as like a Six Flags, but it's like, you know, it has like really fun rides, but like they're not
0: like the most regulated. It sounds like in Massachusetts, we have like a place called like Canobie Lake Park. Sure. Where it's like in between a traveling carnival and like, a, you know, like a Six Flags right. or something. Yeah. Like it's in between Yeah, that. and it's like
1: there for all the time. Right. It's where like the famous Ferris wheel is too. Yes, that like
0: I, the one you have a tattoo of.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it has like red. Um, Spokes? No, what are those like the actual things that you're in? Seats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a gondola. No- <laughs> A car. A car. A car. A car. Get in the car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a carriage. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I, we would go to like McDonald's and then go there. God, McDonald's is big birthday And there was vibes. always a kid that threw up a bunch.
0: Ugh. Oh, kids threw up so no, much. No, but the, the
1: funnest thing about Protter is that they will play, like, they blast techno the whole time you're yeah. there. Yeah. And so you're like on a ride and it's like, and like sometimes they'll like ask you what your name is, yeah. like when you're buying your token. Yeah. And when you're on the ride, they're like, please welcome Elena, it's <laughs> her birthday. Like, you know, <laughs> in English, do they do it? Yeah. Cause like
0: I was American. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> that is so fun. I wonder if how long be like
1: calling Mr. Lover. Call call him Mr. Yeah, oh, so that's good. so
0: good. Um, I wonder how long it would take for you to like relearn German again. I mean probably like several years. Oh, really? Like if I you were immersed, like we don't If I were I'm like-
1: immersed, it would probably be obviously easier. Yeah. Like it's easier for me to understand like when I'm there. I after maybe like two or three months, I can like follow conversations if yeah. I'm like in a group of people. Yeah. But like it's hard for me to remember do, the vocab isn't it
0: wild our ability to like gain and lose language like that like yeah w- it's so interesting i know and like we all know that kids learn languages like you can learn like infinite languages as a child like mm-hmm. your brain can just do it yeah why are I've, we not teaching kids i know it's i'm so- like so mad that
1: my parents didn't teach me slovak or my dad i guess i know
0: he could just talk to you in it and you would just I know my know cousins it.
1: speak my cousins are older than me but they speak it
0: yeah but they
1: both of their parents speak it that's the exactly
0: thing. I think that's what it is. Well, you learn Chinese, which is great because I barely know how to speak the one. Yeah, but I,
1: I can barely speak Chinese these days. It's in there. Like when my mom speaks to me, I can like understand everything. It's hard for like the vocab for me, it's like hard for me to pull the language from my brain. I can understand languages better. Right. Like
0: you're like, you know, your like reading level or like, you know, competency level is like maybe like a little bit like third grade or something like that. Oh, that's even a stretch. Like yeah. Yeah. And like also my we speak
1: Cantonese, like which mm-hmm. is dying. Uh, in the states uh, bring back Cantonese I feel like everyone speaks Mandarin now it's true <clears throat> even in Chinatown like it's crazy yeah but like even the way my mom ta- speaks Ch- Cantonese it's like a little bit different than a lot of like well, other people like, for it some seems reason like it's
0: almost like a Chinatown Cantonese like, yeah, a New York like Chinatown. the closest thing
1: to it I think is like Hong Kong Cantonese mm-hmm. oh that makes sense
0: because your grandmother is from Hong Kong yeah yeah but like people rarely speak like the way my mom does. Do you know what's so interesting, though? Do you notice like when we watch movies from the 90s when there's Chinese in it, it's always Cantonese? Yeah. Like Joy Love Club, isn't it? Uh, Joy Love Club. There was like several movies. Whenever- Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Wait, there was something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Wayne's
1: World. And like that was part of it. <laughs> I love Like especially when Rob Lowe like, calls and orders the
0: Chinese. <laughs> yes. Food. I was born in Calum Bay. <laughs> love that. I love it too. I'd love to say to you. Yeah. Because it means you like you look pretty. Hey, you look to say I look pretty in Cantonese. <laughs> I'm like, no, my God. yes, you look so pretty. <laughs> um, But yeah, I feel like it, it's like shifted even globally from being like more yeah, Cantonese. Well, they made it like the official language. So I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, that's you're going to have to bring it happens. back. You're going to have to become a Chinese rapper. And like, do I'm all not the even gonna do
1: that throwback joke about <laughs> well, the raper because I don't need that soundbite out there. <laughs> oh my
0: God. So, wait, back on the hair and makeup of it all, we just watched season three of Glow Up. Oh my God. On Netflix, if you guys what haven't seen it. What a gift from John that is. I mean, so it's basically a makeup competition show, it takes place in the UK. And one of the hosts, Val Garland, is this makeup artist. And she comes up with, like, all these catchphrases. Yeah. Like, she's ding, like, try- she, dong. Yeah. She's a character.
1: She's trying really hard to get some merch. Yeah. She's doing and the Durwin, the medley
0: of it all clip. It's you working. Know? But it's such a funny show. And it is truly, like... There are some moments where the makeup comes out so funny. Yeah. It's like campy. It's campy. And the
1: season was great because I got a new host and she was
0: so much better. Yeah. And her looks were so cute. Her every outfit, hair, makeup. She looked so awesome. Yeah. I was she like, was like a like
1: modern day Spice Girl like goes to work. It was like of. Spice
0: Girls meets Clueless. Yeah. And that's really all I ever want to look at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really cute. And there were some really good artists, but there were some moments that were very funny. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen that meme
1: on the Internet of that guy who has like, I, I can't even describe it. It's just it. like
0: basically this guy in like hilariously we'll post bad it. drag. Yeah, we'll it, post they had, it. it was like
1: from season two. They had to do drag on people and like people had never done drag or like painted drag, <laughs> which is
0: a completely different thing. Yeah. yeah. And
1: like some of the looks that came out were just unique unbelievable very unique like it's so unique that like Trixie and Katya talk about oh, like they're, all like, the time meme. it became a yeah. meme we'll post the picture it's so funny but I love it but like I don't love it when people do makeup looks that don't incorporate the facial features like if someone's just like painting okay. a, a
0: picture on someone's face like that's not makeup you know this is my biggest issue too with the show yeah um there's this trend of, especially in, like, TikToks, like, YouTubes, of just, like, doing, drawing cool, basically, like, face paintings. Yeah. And that's, like, very fun. But that is not makeup. Right. Necessarily. Like, it's... It's a, not editorial, even. Right. Like, in the context of this show, you, I want to see something that is usable, like, in the industry. Yeah. Which is going to be beauty, special effects. Yeah. Oh, couture. Uh, Along right. guard, uh, you know what I mean? Like, show me makeup that it, 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 you it, you need to incorporate the human Runway. face. Yeah, like this isn't just like, oh, let me just draw on this piece of face. Right, like it's it's you. To me, I need to see the face incorporated into it mm-hmm. for it to be considered makeup. And you know what's so crazy to me personally? If you are a makeup artist and you cannot match skin tone, no, st- why, stop what you're doing. Yeah. It's not it's one a, 101. That's 101. One, 100. Like some that's of like the people the th- this season are not able to. And I wonder if it's the thing where they can't see it. And you really well, do have to be able to have a really issue. good eye for color theory. Yeah, really good. But they don't see it. And you're just like, wow, that's so bad. Having a really good eye for color theory is like such a great skill.
1: Yep. The girl who um, is on there, who's really good. Sophie. Yes. She
0: has like incredible color theory. Oh, Yeah excellent you can tell mm-hmm. it's just like when everything looks just like right it feels yeah. right
1: so she this uh, girl sophie is like 21 from the uk and she was like open about she being was our diagnosed favorite. with autism when she was like 17 yeah
0: and it was so great to see right cuz a lot of people um it's become more kind of mainstream knowledge now Uh that a lot of women and girls are not diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder until later in life Uh because the way it presents in girls is very different from how it presents in boys right um and And girls are like really good at masking girls are really good at masking and masking is basically you know kind of mimicking and mirroring and Mm -hmm. trying to appeal like acting in a way yeah acting like you don't have the neurotype yeah, that exactly. you have. like it's almost like you're translating into another language imagine that how exhausting that must be yeah. how burnt out that must you must feel yeah and um yeah she was talking about it, it was like very interesting mm-hmm. and i think it's just so good for people to ha- be able to see the representation and understand and and like so- as someone who is neuroatypical,
1: like i I'm not diagnosed with autism. I haven't been tested, but like, I don't think that I'm autistic. But mm-hmm. as someone who has like neurodivergent, mm-hmm. like whatever, mm-hmm. I get it. Like, I uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Because we are both diagnosed with ADHD and I do feel like there is a level of masking. Totally. Go- I mean, I'm sure everybody feels like they mask a little bit. Yeah, but like, but it's, you know, not this. Si- yeah. Like our brains are just like constantly playing stuff at us. Right
1: you know and yes. like to kind of like drown that out and like all the also like the anxieties of having to drown it out exactly. and exactly like, you know there's so much attached to it and like we have to
0: turn on our social mode yeah yes because like when we're not when we don't have our social mode on like it's literally just like bleep 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 bloop, 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 yeah bloop, bloop,
1: bloop, bloop. <laughs> like or just like i'm or like hyper focus hyper focus yeah.
0: whereas i can't even communicate with anybody yeah so in order for me to like Hyper focus in a conversation, but then still bring something to the table. Uh-huh. It's a different version of like hyper focus, yeah. And it is very tiring. Mm-hmm. Like I, my social like uh, flame will, can burn out pretty quick. I think you have a pretty long lasting flame. I am, I am screaming Earth internally, eternal scream, <laughs> <flame. laughs> um, because yeah. I also, you know, I, I get like so. I have, like, empathy, like, where I just, like, want people to feel comfortable. And- yeah. And that's what being a woman is like. Oh, uh, isn't
1: it? That's the woman part. That's what that We're is. We're always trying to accommodate people's I think that feelings. is part of it. Yeah. Somebody should
0: study that. Somebody <laughs> smart. <laughs> oh, wait. Something else we watched was that movie At Zola.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Which. With Riley Keough. And then what's her name?
0: Taylor. Well, you look that up. It's um the movie version of if you guys remember back in like the early, I think it was the aughts. What year was it? There was this. 2015. Two thousand fifteen. There was this. Her name is Taylor Page. Taylor Page. Zola. There was this string of tweets from this girl, Zola, mm-hmm. telling this story. Yeah. And it it's is. It's like hundreds of, it's like a hundred and something tweets. Right. And like we all read it. Yeah. It was viral. It was just like, thrilling she's like this is a true story yeah. and like just this, this crazy crazy story and they made a movie version of it and she like the way she wrote it too was so funny yeah she had like, a really good yeah. comedic voice <laughs>
1: yeah so they made this movie and the director is this woman called janiska bravo and she's a black woman is it janitza Janitsa, maybe okay. that sounds right yeah and i'm not sure she i think she did such a good job yeah like, I thought it was great. It was really well done, I thought. Yeah. And, like, it's, I think it's like clearly from the voice of like a black woman. Like, and he, only a black woman could have made this movie.
0: I agree. Cause it needed to be, it needed to reflect like Zola. Yeah. And I thought it was really, and I, you could tell a woman made it. Like, exactly. it, there was very much the lens of like what this situation is. Yeah. And... There were, like,
1: little tidbits of, like, information that you could catch glimpses of that would, like, only a woman would, like, understand. Right.
0: Like, noticing, like, you know, when you're out and you have to check everywhere and you're looking everywhere, like, the camera was doing that thing of, like, checking the perimeter, who was near you. Like, it really portrayed, like, the what it's like to be a woman. Like, the fear, the anxiety, the Constant uneasiness. Like, when you're with people that you're not sure about. Like, it it really showed it. So, basically, if you don't know the story, like, Zola
1: is in detroit she, they're all from detroit right. she's like this waitress yes and she's at her shift at work and she meets this girl named stephanie played by riley
0: keogh who did a, f- a pretty good job i think it i thought hard, so too it's kind of a hard part to. it play. is hard yeah it's it's when you guys see it it's a scary part to play i mean I would she's say. definitely it's a very culturally appropriative part. yeah but there are
1: girls like that obviously I mean, these
0: people exist yes um and she
1: kind of like they become friends and they're like texting a lot and then stephanie's like Come to Florida with me, like I'm gonna strip for some guys and get paid like five grand. For, right, like, she's the like because I
0: guess the main character Zola has she's like a stripper sometimes as well. She's yeah, like, she's like a dance? dancer. Do you dance? Yes. Yeah, I think dancer is the preferred term. Let's go with dancer. Um, and she's like a you know a very talented pole dancer. Yeah, she's like like good, and so she's like come you know basically like come down to Florida. We're gonna drive down to Florida. There's this club. We get five grand a pop, and so. That and the story that ensues of this. Yeah. Trip so she like and, goes with her,
1: and it's like.
0: Yeah, I don't want to give anything away. It's you guys should watch. It's really like it's the tone good. of it's like it's it feels comical, but like at the same time, like really disturbing shit is going down. It's kind of the thing of like when you're in a situation and you you like do that so you don't feel so nervous. Yeah, that's like exactly like the tone that she conveyed. Like, it's like crazy, unbelievable. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, but she's like obviously terrified. Yeah, but there, were, you know. Sex work is scary. It can be, absolutely. Like,
1: you know, stay safe. It's just like a lot, and like when I go think it really, it
0: really illuminates because a lot of times we see sex work portrayed from the male gaze. Yeah. Um, in film and TV and in the media, and it is very interesting to see it purely from a woman's perspective. Yeah. So yeah, you guys should it's a lot. I thought that was an interesting movie to yeah. watch. Okay, there is something that I did want to address. Mm -hmm. That's like a personal thing that is happening to me. And I have reached the point where I am physically horny for fall. Oh, yeah. I am yearning, like uh, heaving, heaving flames on the side of my face. Yes. I need the autumn. You're just like, book. book. (laughs) I am. It's like enough is enough. I've pretended enough that it's I the know. summer. I'm I'm done with the shorts. I'm pre- I've pretended. Oh yay sun! Like I'm fucking done. Yeah, I'm sick of wearing sunscreen. I want the fall. I want crispy chili. I mm-hmm. want crunchy leaves. Yep. I want Ch- apple things. This is gonna sound like kind of like a a sad thought or like a depressing thought, but it's actually not. So like, hear me out. I as I was doing my skincare routine this morning, I thought to myself wow the only thing in life to look forward to is weather and like <laughs> that was like a very simplistic thought because that's like not true but it's not not true like some things that make me feel so happy are seasons and i know this is because i'm from new england no and like, that's true the that's why like when we
1: moved to florida i was like so depressed like the seasons like i hate the not having seasons. I think
0: it's so good for your brain, like the highs and the lows yeah. and the things that you do in those seasons. Like oh, yeah. The changing of the season, I actually get like an endorphin rush being like, oh, my God, crispy weather. Like, I could cry. You're
1: like It's like, changing. It's right changed. before my very
0: eyes. And it's like the spices, the apples, the sweaters, oh, yeah. the spoopiness, harvest season, baby. Mm, I the get candles. The, I mean, you said it. You said it. Yeah. It's just I am horny for fall. Right. No, I get it. We My really, body is ready.
1: I'm I'm sick of this heat. Yep. And I know it's only going to get worse. But <laughs> wait, I saw this thing like speaking of like how like weather affects you. Yeah. There was this thing that was like the worst year to ever have been alive was like year 500 something. Uh huh. Because I think there, there, it was something like there was a black fog in front of something and like there wasn't sunlight for like two months or something crazy how do we know this it's in the record books it's in the scrolls the elder scrolls
0: where i I i'm not asking you for too many details because it's like i don't expect you to have done the research on 500 ad ad or bc um bc bg um (laughs) like how do we know (laughs) (laughs) like there was maybe a fire in this person the village over like some, you know, Vikings came and lit it on fire. They didn't have Vikings back then. But uh-huh. like Maybe there was like a big fire. Uh-huh. And it's like, we couldn't see for days. And It's like, what's a day? Uh-huh. I don't really know. But like. Um, no, I get that, what you're saying. That sounds terrible. Regardless, that experience for those people who kept books at that. Time. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Wait, speaking of fire in the next town over, can we do the candle of the day? Please do. The week I never I can't remember if it's the candle of the day or the week, but this time candle of the day. Yeah, it's candle of the day. Okay, well today it's the day. Um, so to go along with Elena's deep dive today, which is on iconic Mm -hmm. pop reinventor artiste Mm -hmm. superstar Madonna, our candle of the day is Madonna Pink Pepper and Fig from the '80s Icons collection. This is one of our sexiest scents, I, love I think. It. It, it's not too strong, too. It's, like, kind of, like, um, kind of musky, kind of sweet, a little bit zesty, a little spice in there. I mean, very Madonna-like. Yeah. But, like, a, a type of smell that is sensual. Like, you could wear it as a perfume. It's unisex in a way. Like, it's definitely. The 80s icons are, like, maybe my favorite. They're so good. I'm going to read the uh, scent description. Okay. Zesty citrus dances on a heart of sweet fig, velvety oud, and soothing lavender. Finished with spicy pink peppercorn, you'll get into the groove in no time. Get into the groove, boy. You, you got, got to, to prove your love to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just so nice. It's, I get a tiny bit of like the citrus bright at the very top. Uh-huh. And then really, it's like the lavender and fig, which is like herbal mm-hmm. with it. a a tiny tiny bit of sweetness and then that pink peppercorns are kind of like a citrusy floral peppery Uh so it's not so sharp it's like kind of a smooth um like spice if that makes sense like it's not too you know you know like like it's more like "Mm." (laughs) mmm Sometimes the way I want to describe <laughs> things, is like there's just not words. On and then at the base, amber nude, which is just like the, a great, sexy base, like mm. just gorgeous to round it out. But sometimes when I want to smell a scent, I don't want to use words. I want to be like, this candle smells like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like that was the top note. Should we put like voice recordings <laughs> on our website? Like yes, like in case you experience scent by sound. Yeah, <laughs> here's, interesting. Here's my okay, John Mayer. <laughs> the synesthesia of it yeah. all anyways let's light it up and then i am so excited to hear about your madonna research that you've done search. well it's better than my 500 ad research
1: <laughs> a little bit deeper yeah um so like madonna was special for me because by special i mean different because there's just so much information there's like she has been in the game for like 40 years right constantly doing shit like you can Google how many Grammys she has. You can Google her discography. Like, we all know the stuff, like. Right. And we all know who she's dated. Like, it's all out there. Right. And so I kind of wanted to, just, like, do something different and look at kind of, like, the side of Madonna that I found personally interesting. I love that. Um, because, like, how I can't just, like. This, and then she came out with like a virgin and then she won x Yeah, because like, you would just okay. be listing off her discography yeah. for 45 minutes. Right, and there's just like so much to talk about with Madonna, you know? Yeah, I
0: feel like if you were going to do like a, a like the lifetime of Madonna, it could be like a series. Yeah, it's Cause just cause like it's, too yeah. much.
1: Yeah. But, um, so I'm kind of going to talk about like her origin story and how her upbringing kind of like played a role, a very important role in her music and her Visions, her visuals, and
0: like, yeah, I love that her message that she was trying to. I think that's like a way lesser known. That's like so interesting. Cool. I'm very excited. Cool. Okay. Madonna was born
1: August 16th, 1958, in Bay City, Michigan. She was born Madonna Louise Chicone to Italian American parents. Her actually, her dad was Italian, Mm -hmm. her parents were immigrants, Mm -hmm. and her mom was French Canadian. Oh, I didn't know that. Her dad was named Silvio Anthony. Nice. Classic. And her mother was also Madonna. So she's a junior. She's a junior. After having two boys, her mother finally had the daughter that she'd always wanted. And that was was Madonna. Madonna (laughs) Junior. Yes. Her family was one of the few white families in the racially mixed Pontiac, Michigan neighborhood called Harrington Hills. And after she was born, her mom had three more kids in rapid succession.
0: Oh, my God.
1: She was very rambunctious and reckless and always pushing limits and like breaking rules. She is exactly who she is. Yeah. Um, she had a very special bond with her mother who she described as being very loving and devoted to her children. Like she was just like a classic, like warm mother. I love that. Um, And she just like really cared about the kids mm-hmm. and was like the best. But when Madonna was just five years old, her mother was diagnosed with breast cancer and she oh, died man. within a year at the age of 30. That
0: at 30? Yeah. And she left five kids? Six kids behind? Yes. Oh, that's so sad. I know. I didn't even know that about Madonna. No, me neither. But like. But I knew that she was like raised by her dad more for some reason. Yeah, well, that's why. That and makes like, sense. Yeah. Um,
1: I think it like had a huge. Obviously, it would have a huge impact on her.
0: Yeah. It's traumatizing.
1: Yeah. And so like as the eldest daughter, Madonna like assumed the role of. The mother, she's she, literally yeah, her name's she became safe. like the matriarch of the household, basically. Wow!
0: Can we talk about the plight of the oldest daughter in a family? It's a thing. Yeah, it just it just happens. It's like society even yeah. does it. You're just like become a little mama. It's you so, can't help it's it. Crazy.
1: Yep. So she was like feeding the kids and getting them ready for school, and especially like the little ones. Like she really cared for them. Um. After she kind of like moved past the heartache of losing her mom, she became more like self focused. You know what I mean? Like she was like.
0: Was she hardened by it a little bit? And she's like, I just have to make it. Definitely. She was like, I just have to like
1: take care of myself. Yeah. In 1966, her father married their live-in housekeeper when she was eight. They had a live-in housekeeper. Yeah. Interesting. And she had a very hard time like adjusting to life
0: with her new stepmom. Yeah. Especially since she's been sort of like the matriarch of the house. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, her stepmother liked to dress her and her little sis- her little siblings in identical outfits. And Madonna, like, absolutely hated it. Yeah, that's not for Madonna. And she would do anything to kind of, like, make her outfit stand out, like, be individual. Like, she would, like, cut it up and or, like, rip it or, like, wear stuff inside out or backwards. <laughs> that's, um,
0: I mean, this is, like, amazing because she is exactly who and, she and is. I know. This is,
1: like, the point of my thing is, like, she, it's, like, it's exactly who she is.
0: Right. And you can see how it's, like how her experience has molded her her even more. like
1: her experience. Like she is just her career is her expression of her experience. Yeah, totally. Like, it's exactly that. Yeah. To maintain order in the family, her father was a strong believer in going to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. excelling at school and being like having a lot of discipline at home. So mm-hmm. she he like she lived in a very strict household. Very Catholic. Yeah. She went to Catholic school. He was pretty conservative and he like really pushed them to be competitive. Um, And yeah, she went to Catholic school where she was like very rebellious. I can but, imagine. <laughs> but at the same time, like she was always vying for attention, just like very charming. Everyone knew her. Everyone like you know and I mean, she was just like the she's star. a character. Yeah. Yeah. She would do things like spy on the nuns to see what they looked like without their habits <laughs> or like in their chambers. She would spy on them changing. I mean, she literally made like a music video about this. Yeah, because she like, she like wanted to see what they looked like in their underwear. <laughs> oh but like she my was top a, top. she was like a straight A student. She's really smart. She Yeah. And she like worked and like um, she was really smart. And like her brother, Christopher, said that she never studied and she just like got straight A's. You can tell she's like extremely. She's a genius. One. Yes. No, her brain is like overactive. Yeah. All of the Chacon children studied classical music, but Madonna was more drawn to the local Motown sound of like Diana Ross and the Supremes and Stevie Wonder and like Ronnie Spector. Wow. And in 1969, when she was 11, Madonna had her first taste of onstage notoriety when she performed a bikini clad dance number, imitating Goldie Hahn from the show laugh Amazing!
0: Isn't that so great? Oh my god, Goldie Hawn from Laughing is so many people's like I know. idol. That is so. I love that. I love that too. Her performance gained her
1: a lot of clout at school and also a two week grounding from her dad. <laughs> in high Papa school, Papa don't preach.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> in high school, she was always doing something that like put her in the public eye. She was a cheerleader, or she was like in the theater department. Well, she's a Leo, and she needs to yeah. express that. And she was like always the center of attention at school. Mm-hmm. Um, she really developed her taste for like applause and attention, and she definitely loved boys too. Like in elementary school, she <laughs> would hang upside down on the monkey bar so they could see her underwear. <laughs> and she always had a boyfriend in high school.
0: I mean, is that just like the most Madonna?
1: It's, it's exactly who she is, and it's. I can't. Yeah. So (laughs) So she quickly outgrew the jazz dance class at school. And so a friend took her to the Christopher Flynn Ballet School where she absolutely thrived.
0: Mm. Um, So she's getting classically trained. Yes.
1: This is where she decided she wanted to, like, become a famous dancer was like at the Christopher Flynn School. Mm -hmm. She was like his kind of protege. And she says that he was is the most influential person like in her life, basically, that like he's the one who started her mm-hmm. journey with her. Mm-hmm. They studied very closely together when she was in high school and he was like the first gay man that she ever kind of like met or was like around. And she was like, mm, this is where I want to be. Yeah. In. And she really credits him for changing her life and like showing her that there was way more to life. Yeah. He taught her about classical music and took her to museums. So he like broadened her beyond just like dance. And he took her to like the other side of Detroit, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. to like the nightclub scene where she would dance the night away at like gay
0: discotheques. You know what's so interesting is like this gay influence, like mentor Mm -hmm. in this person's life, like who showed her how much bigger the world is, Mm -hmm. literally helped to give us Madonna. I know. And it just goes to show you how important it is to have Visibility and like different people in the lives of the youth so Uh that they can broaden their minds and see what's possible. And then you get people that are able to create careers like Madonna. Yeah. I just think that's like so cool. Yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, she learned a lot with him and he was the first person to ever tell her she was like beautiful or special and made her look at herself in a different way. So, okay, Christopher. (laughs) (laughs) So after she graduated high school, Flynn became a dance professor at the University of Michigan. And convinced her to audition for a scholarship. And she got it. It's a great school, Madonna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was always the type to do everything to the fullest. Like her roommate from college describes her as like always being up really early in the morning and the first one in class, like ready to go. Wow. Um, She was hard to keep up with. And like she'd go dancing all night and like show up first in class. She has endless energy. She does. She was also like very hard on herself. Like she just like worked really hard. Yeah. She found herself in choreographer Gay Delang's Technique Class. Mm, wow. I, I like want a shirt that says Gay Delang's Technique Class. Uh, me too. <laughs> I think we all do. Gay described her as a standout from the beginning. She had many qualities that young dancers desire. This is so funny to me. This is like what she said. She's lean, great edge to her muscles, <laughs> which I agree with. I She's mean, not wrong. That is very Madonna. Yeah. Hungry, great appetite, kid-like, sassy, disciplined, a pleasure to be with. I think that that's pretty accurate. So keep that in mind. Like, at this point in Madonna's life, she is a pleasure to be with, according to some people. Is she, like, 18, 19? Yeah. Yeah. During college, she worked off campus to make ends meet. And in between jobs, she would survive by any means she could, which oftentimes involved shoplifting. Okay. She got good grades in the three semesters that she did at college, but... The call to dance in the Big Apple was just too strong. So I'm a dancer. I love to dance. So in 1978, at the urging of Christopher Flynn, Madonna took off for New York City to seek fame and fortune with only $37. She did not know where she was going or a single soul. So like when she got in a taxi from the airport or wherever she was coming from, Mm -hmm. the bus station, I don't know. She asked the cab driver to take her wherever like the best place in the city was. And he took her to Times Square. Oh, I wish you wouldn't. And we all know what Times Square at 78 was like. It was uh, real. Too hot to handle. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, she like did. Her survival instinct kicked in and it wasn't long before she was chatting to someone on the street, telling her story, like being charming, yada, yada, yada. And I don't have any place to stay. So next thing you know, she's staying in this guy's apartment, supposedly on his sofa, according to her. Oh, my God.
0: What a different time. Right. And this is,
1: like, basically how she lived in New York. Like, she was living in, like, shitty rat trap apartments in, like, the Lower East Side and, like, doing odd jobs. Damn. And my dad told me, he's told me several times, that she um, interviewed for a bartending job at at his restaurant, Bandito, Mm -hmm. in the West Village. And this is like, before the Basquiat days, because, like, this was before Basquiat, like, got really famous. And she was, like, dating Basquiat. But, like, you know, she was in that whole New York City, like, scene and she came in and like interviewed for a job and my dad didn't hire her because like I thought she she like wasn't a good bartender. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank God he did because we may have never I had know, right? Madonna.
1: <laughs> in November of 1978, Madonna auditioned for the highly regarded Pearl Lang Dance Company. Pearl Lang said that Madonna came in with this huge T-shirt that was ripped down the center of the back with a huge safety pin holding it together like a foot long. And she was like, well, if that doesn't take out the eye of her partner. <laughs> that's so funny she was accepted that day but that along with a stint at alvin ailey weren't enough for her to like break into the highly competitive dance world of new york city damn she was like really studying she was she this this madonna like the story of how madonna made it is like the quintessential like dream story yeah like she didn't know anybody she like just went to it's like crazy. It's yep. so rare. She went to New York with nothing and like got discovered because she's great. Yeah. And and like put herself out there. Yep. Like she did the like, like just relentless. Yeah. Yeah. And like it took like, you know, five years. Yeah. Like it, it didn't happen overnight.
0: You know, No, totally.
1: Ironically, it was her offstage dancing that led to a career change at a party at Pearl Lang's house. Madonna caught the eye of former boyfriend Norris Burroughs. Norris introduced her to his friends Dan and Ed Gilroy, who had the band called The Breakfast Club. Madonna ended up moving in with the Gilroys in an old, boarded-up synagogue (laughs) that they used as a rehearsal hall and living space. (laughs) Like, the theme of religion is a huge theme in Madonna's life. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Here's where she would start to learn to play some of the instruments, like guitar. She played some organ and drums. And then playing around, she eventually figured out that she wanted to sing. And... That's like when she realized like with the Gilroy's, like that her that her vessel for expression was like leading a band or like singing and dancing. Uh Yeah. She would like sing and like she would like head the band in a lot of their shows. And she like would dance on tabletops and like break shit and like pour champagne on her guitar. Sorry, Molly just bumped my microphone. It's so punk. I mean,
0: it's New York City in the late 70s, (laughs) you know? Like Madonna is sort of like a punk. She is. Like, I love that she's like this kind of like one of the godmothers of pop. But in a way, she's full. I mean, the thing is,
1: like, she just writes great pop songs. She does. And she wrote the she writes them. She like, okay Madonna. Um, In the summer of 1979, Madonna was really interested in like any avenue to stardom. So she sent some pictures of herself and a handwritten letter to this filmmaker called Stephen Lewicki.
0: Mm -hmm. who had
1: put an ad out in a local magazine that said wanted women for a low budget movie, no pay. Okay. so she like responded to this ad and he (laughs) he, so he was making this movie. He had this vision for called A Certain Sacrifice, which was about people climbing their way around New York City, trying to make it. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, using each other and whatever. Lewicky said there was something about the photos that she sent that made him want to meet her. So (laughs) they met and he decided she was the perfect person for the film. Yes. One, of the, one of her co-stars, Russell Lohm, commented that he thought it strange that she only had one name and she acted like a diva. Like, she was already acting like she had, like, a whole entourage and, like, hair and makeup. Talk and, about like, manifesting. And she didn't have any, like, she was just, like, nobody. She, yeah,
0: it was all, like... That's truly, like, she was acting like how it was. She was, like, fake until you make it. And the universe better fall into line. Fake yep. until you make it. Yep.
1: It's so funny, though, because, like, every, this is how everyone talks about her at this time, like... There's like interviews with people in that scene, and like Madonna was just like such a bitch. Like she would not let people in like dressing rooms with her, and this is like before she was really famous. Like she was just like New York famous. She just started to create this like persona that yeah. like ever, she was like so not nice to people. <laughs> like she was like really above it all.
0: Do you think that like way they describe it was she mean or was she sort of like yes. protect? Was she did no, she have she a lot was of not boundaries? Nice. She's like a mean. No, it was
1: like a diva. You know how she is. Like it's not
0: like it wasn't like. No, can
1: I have the space to myself? It was like get. You know how she is. She's she's, bristly. Yeah,
0: yeah. She's a little
1: bristly. And that's just like how she is. Yeah. Because music and movies weren't really making her that much money. She did something that would like later come back to maybe haunt her. Okay. She would start like posing nude Mm -hmm. for photographers and artists, and like not. You know, it wasn't anything crazy. Like. I mean, I it wouldn't. I don't care. Like, yeah, I mean, it's work. Some yeah. of it was like, you know, figure drawing and like, yeah, she would make like seven dollars an hour. It's
0: really what it comes down to is that what people are personally comfortable with. And it feels like Madonna did this and wasn't totally comfortable with no, it. No, She was. Yeah. But like later on, if it came back well, to like talk about it. Oh, OK.
1: There's even like a book of Madonna nudes like from 1979. Yeah. So like that went down and like in 1980, she left the breakfast club synagogue because of conflicts over how many songs that she wanted to sing. She's like, this is my band now. Yeah. So she went out on her own, de- determined to make her own band and sound. She moved into a west side conglomerate of rehearsal spaces called the Music Building on 39th and 8th, and it's still there. Oh
0: wow. And I think I
1: actually took a drum lesson there once. Yeah. <laughs> Back in survival mode, she took up residence there with drummer, with drummer friend Steven Bray. She spent the next year writing songs and performing around New York City with a small backup band. In 1981, Madonna met a rock manager, Camilla Barbone who took an interest in her and signed her up. Okay. Camilla convinced her friend Bill Lamusio to listen to her stuff and give Madonna a shot. At first, he wasn't interested and wasn't really impressed with what he heard. Yeah. But Barbone really wanted a place for her to show off her new live act. Yeah. So Lamusio agreed to let her do the opening with the house band, who was pretty popular of the show. Okay. So Madonna came out with the band and three break dancers that Barbone picked up in Times Square and they proceeded to basically blow the band off the stage. Damn. Like they were incredible. Like everyone loved it. Were they doing like one of her songs? Um, no, they were like playing the the house band's music. I see. But she was like singing and dancing with like these break dancers. OK, cool. Like you could see immediately that she was just like a huge talent.
0: She has that certain something. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: After three songs, she was getting called back for encores. Like so much so that the band was having a hard time getting back on the stage. That's amazing. So at that time, Lamucio asked Barbone if she wanted to, a partner on this. So they started working together like for Madonna yeah. and with Madonna. Madonna and her new backup group made a name for themselves on on the college circuit as a band called M.E. Her drummer Stephen was like, we have we had horrible names like the millionaires. But when she wanted to call the band Madonna, he threatened to quit for one because it sounded too Catholic. And like, <laughs> what about the rest of us?
0: Well, I mean, tell it to Sade. Right? The band Sade, know, they were fine with it. I know.
1: So. She started to grow a fan base, and people were not only into her singing and dancing, but also her style. Oh uh, yeah, her, she's
0: like a full package yeah.
1: superstar. She was yep. wearing like secondhand street clothes that she wore on stage. You know. Yeah. In the next six months, she had a contingent of kids dressing like her and following her from gig to gig.
0: Madonna invented the '80s in the '80s. I know. <laughs> this bitch didn't even have a. She didn't even have a record or a song. Like, can you imagine? She's just, like, a persona. Yeah. I have to tell you, in the city during that time, you hear so many stories about people that were just personas. Yeah.
1: And she was just a big one.
0: There was, like, this huge thing of, like, during the artist that's era what, in the I city mean, like, the thing about, like, was, Glenn like, O'Brien. Yeah. But like, this, all those. Andy Warhol. That yes. was, like, his, that's, like, his thing. The socialites weren't, like, these Upper East Siders. Yeah. It was, like, socialites were these artists and, like. Like, like pr- tastemakers. Yeah, types, taste makers. Yeah. And it, it was. It's so much culture came out of the city during that time. Mm-hmm. It's really like v- very cool. Yeah. I wonder what like the astrology for that time in the city was like. Because oh, so much like global talent yeah. that like came out of it is like overwhelming. It's really oh, interesting. It was so cool. Yeah. Her
1: managers were so impressed with her live performances, but their efforts to get her demo tape some recognition for record, exec- record execs didn't go as well. Comments like she sounded like Minnie Mouse on helium. <laughs> uh, rude. Eventually, word about her live performances got around and there would be like five record execs at her dressing room door and like knocking it down. Exactly. They needed to see it happen. Yeah. The pros- the prospect of success led to infighting. And in 1982, Madonna got rid of everyone to go on her own. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. She was back to surviving on odd jobs around New York City. So this is 82. I think this is like around the time that she would have interviewed for a job with my dad.
0: Okay. Wow, that's so funny. <laughs> he's like she was messy yeah
1: <laughs> i think he said she was a bitch
0: i mean if the shoe fits yeah i mean Cher says so so oh my god my favorite feud ever is the Cher Madonna feud yeah
1: just like Cher's like i don't like her she does i mean at a di- she saw her at a- she met her at a dinner party and yeah. Madonna was just like being Madonna and Cher thought she was just like rude yeah fair enough yeah <laughs> she would like sing backup for the likes of Ozzy Osbourne and new wave dance artist Otto von Berner at night, she would take her demo tape to New York City hotspots like Danceteria, where oh, she would yeah. try to convince the trendsetting DJs to play it. So mm-hmm. she's just like hustling. Right. Yeah,
0: She so, refuses to give up. Yeah.
1: DJ Mark Kamens was one of these DJs. He took her disc <laughs> record. He took her record at home to listen to it first, obviously, because he's not just going to put it on. Right. Then the next night, the next night, he threw it on them one twos. Oh, there's the lingo. <laughs> <laughs> and people loved it. Yeah. So Caymans made her a proposal. If he got her a record deal, she would let him produce his her first album. Nice. So she agreed. He got the tape that she gave him to a bedridden Seymour Stein, who was recovering from heart surgery. Oh, wow. A hospital bedridden. You know Sorry. what? Work never sleeps, does it? Yeah. The industry never rests, honey. No, don't sleep on Madonna. Jeez. He was the president of Warner Brothers subsidiary Sire Records. So he was like vegetating in his hospital bed when he heard a rough demo song or a rough demo of a song called Everybody. Mm-hmm. He was so excited by it that he summoned them both to the hospital because he wanted to sign her right there. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, when, my God. That's, these
1: What? Yeah, it's like, like Wayne's
0: World. The stuff that happened in the 80s. I cannot believe I it. I know. This like doesn't happen anymore. No, it's like a fairy tale. Yeah. Like it's like and then I went to his bedside. and You're like, you did what? Yeah. It's like, my mom was like, I just walked in and they gave me
1: the job. Yeah. And you're like,
0: what? <laughs> yeah. What was it like back I then? Know. They were there just like, nobody was there. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, if you wanted it, you're so just desperate. Go do it.
1: When Seymour met her, he was quickly convinced that she had what it took to be a star. Mm-hmm. She was like, fuck yeah. I'm really anxious to get my career going. Let's do this. So she this. signed a deal for two 12 inch records in the dance division. She got a $5,000 advance plus royalties plus $1,000 for every song she wrote. Okay. We got $5,000. Like, this we is Wayne's 5, world. 000. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Mark Kaimans produced the song Everybody, and it was a huge hit. It climbed to number one on the dance charts. The record company sent her on the road to polish her act. And in her spare time, she would start to build what was to become a formidable knowledge of the record industry. I mean, it's like, like, you let
0: her in, she, she's going to walk behind like the, the curtain. Smart.
1: Yeah. She found out that the dance promotion guy was this guy named Bobby Shaw who took dance records around to dance clubs. Okay, He had meetings every Friday in his office and invited DJs um, to come listen to like come like listen to music, basically. Right.
0: So if you could get your music in front of these guys, that's like a good thing.
1: Yeah, but Madonna w- would go sit in on these meetings to hear what was like the new thing on like in dance clubs. Oh my God, she's so smart. Yeah, and she like became friends with them and like used them for their expertise. Yeah, sure. Her second single featured burning up and physical attraction and garnered great results. By then, Warner Brothers was ready to greenlight her first album that would be called Just Madonna. It was time for her to find a new manager and in classic Madonna style, she went for the top. Michael Jackson's manager, Freddie DeMann, Wow. He actually had a falling out with MJ right before he signed Madonna. So she was actually kind of happy about it because she wanted more attention from him anyway. Yeah. Her first album, Madonna, was released July 1983 and featured incredible songs like Holiday, oh. Borderline and Lucky Star. How'd she do That's I mean, there's just hits. Yeah. It yielded what will become 16 top five singles. Holy crap. And she definitely stood out. And music videos would help show her unique vision and style to fans for the first time. And not
0: for nothing, she is such a good dancer. She is such a good dancer. And she has famously always hired the best dancers. Mm -hmm. And like, if you're a dancer in the industry and you were a Madonna dancer, you were like in a different caliber. Yeah. It was like, oh, you're a Madonna dancer, which means you're actually doing like... dancing you're not just doing like background movement Uh like you're doing acrobatics i mean
1: she and and hired all like the willing ninja people exactly oh yeah so like talking about the music videos and stuff like it was all new her top knotted hair big cross earrings ripped shirts that show her belly button Mm -hmm. and it was kind of the first time a hit artist was attached to hit records in like the dance genre Mm -hmm. but of course with this kind of exposure she created a lot of controversy specifically because people thought her use of crosses with crosses was sacrilegious. She's like, that's the point. Yeah. But for others, the crosses became, you know, part of the Madonna fashion craze. Right. And like, how misogynistic is it to think that Madonna will wear crosses for the sake of controversy rather than to think there would be actual meaning behind the choice? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like her name is Madonna. Right. And she's like, went to Catholic school. It's not just like, I'm going to be controversial. It's like, right. there's more behind it. It's
0: it, There's something there for her. Yeah. Right.
1: Young girls immediately started imitating Madonna's look and they called them wannabes. They wore crosses, Ray-Bans, lace fingerless gloves, headbands. I mean, th- we had
0: toys and Barbies. Yeah. And they all started looking like Madonna.
1: Department stores started devoting entire sections to the type of clothes Madonna made famous. Yeah. Or underwear as your outerwear started making parents and conservatives crazy like she literally invented like the bustier as a Mm -hmm. top but like madonna obviously did not give a fuck yeah she refined her look and her sound for her second 1984 album like a virgin they shot the video in venice and director mary lambert tells a story about how they needed a lion for the video Mm -hmm. so she shipped one in from rome and the lion handler was like if anyone has their period, the lion's going to go crazy and eat them. <laughs> and the director was like, everyone in the crew was a woman. How good is that, by the way? Yeah. So the director had to, like, ensure him that, like, there was not a chance that anyone was on their period. <laughs> Can
0: you imagine this story? Right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> by early
1: 1985, the Like a Virgin album had sold 3.5 million copies. Hold on a second. I have
0: to interrupt you. I love that in the Madonna video, there was an Italian lion. Italian. That's literally yeah, literally what she is. <laughs> wow. That's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Italian. Yeah, it had sold 3.5 million copies in just three months. Damn. And she got an extra boost from the release of Desperately Seeking Susan. Oh, okay. It was originally supposed to be a vehicle for Ro- Rosanna Arquette, but Madonna as a sidekick sold the show. Yeah. It was kind of like that Madonna character that everyone loves, like the wisecracking street girl. Yeah. You know, like how she is. I have to say,
0: Madonna's a good actor.
1: I mean... She's really she's great. A, I mean, a of like it's mind. like how Gaga is a good actor. Like, I know, they just, like they're just. I think more so Madonna than Gaga. As much as I love Gaga, like I think Gaga is a good actor. No, I'm not talking about acting. I'm thinking. I'm talking about like the sheer star quality. Sure, I think Madonna. Well, I mean, is, I think that Gaga
0: emulates Madonna yeah. a lot. But, but so like, yeah,
1: if you like, if you watch videos of Madonna, like there's something about she's her. captivating yeah. she's got something i'm not about saying her. she's a great person i'm not saying like she's a good friend i'm not saying she's nice i'm saying that she's captivating
0: yeah i mean also like she's it's a little bit of the don't hate the player hate the game of it all like it she wanted this and it's hard and it's ruthless and you have to keep putting yourself out there and like she did it but she's good she's good like she that's what,
1: what i'm saying like yeah okay so something that like i always go back to when i'm like trying like When I want to pinpoint when I know someone is a star,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like the first thing in my head is, oops, I did it again. I mean, obviously we knew it before. Yeah. But if you watch specifically, oops, I did it again. The video, Brittany's Mm -hmm. performance in this video is like. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred out of ten. It's like Judy Garland level. Like it's her. She's shining. Perfect. Yes. And oops, I did it again. Like the way she emotes and like when she sings into the camera, like the way her face moves and like her eyes twinkle and yeah. like there's just something about the lights her. are on The lights are on and yeah. it's so upsetting because like she's so good she's so and like she said she was great she really was like oh my and I, like when you watch Madonna it's like that yeah. you know what I mean totally and like everyone who talks about her at that time was like she was in the center of the room everyone was watching her like yeah and not in a show-off way they say they like specify it wasn't show-offy it was just like like she was enjoying herself
0: yeah like she did this is where she is the happiest yeah yeah um, yeah, back to Desperately
1: Seeking Susan. Everyone was impressed with, like, how professional she was on set. Like, she was just, like, great to work with. Um, Rosanna Arquette would pose for pictures with her on the press tour, and they, like, acted like they were best friends. But in reality and privately, she was, like, furious that Madonna stole the show and, like, what was meant to be her, Ooh. like, breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So, in 1985, Playboy and Penthouse bought the rights. They found out about those pictures from 1979. Oh, okay. And they bought the rights to them and they did what they have been doing for decades and mm-hmm. try to ruin women's lives yep and they published these pictures of Madonna yeah and you know they they did it like the year before to like Vanessa Williams who had just won miss yep
0: and they it, they took took her title for it too
1: yeah and like you know they did it to Marilyn Monroe it's like you know they just sue yep everyone and like ooh can you believe this woman has a body and she's sexual yeah and, like, Madonna, it, I think inside was nervous about it, but, you know, showed to the media and the public that she didn't care. Right. And it was brilliant because yeah. it, like, kind of solidified what she was doing in a way. Right. Like, the fact that she, and it made her bigger. Yeah. And the fact that she can come out on top from that. Yeah. Kind of made her indestructible. Yeah. And it kind of gave her the ability to have, like, some free reign in, in a what way, she was going to do. she...
0: Took it and was like, cool, now that that door's open. Like, it's already out there. I may as well, like, here's do it er- I Here's want.
1: erotic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of ended up being, like, a great thing for her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, at that point, this is, like, kind of where I'm going to stop in the timeline a little bit because, you know, she she did Like a Virgin. We all kind of, like, know what her career goes from there. Mm-hmm. Like, it, she starts, she does Vogue. She does incredible performances. Like, yeah watch her live performances from the 80s. They're so good. Yeah. Like, she's such a good dancer.
0: Oh, those, the Blonde Ambition Tour? Yeah. Goodbye. It's, like, all online. You can watch it. Yeah. It's so good. So,
1: I think now I'm going to start talking about, like, how her Catholic upbringing, like, really solidified who she is and, like, really informs what she does. Like, her art is yeah. inspired by and also, by like, the death of her mother and basically just, like, her upbringing in general. Yeah. So, it's kind of, like, the combination of, like, all of the things in her life. You know, like, The Catholic upbringing, the death of her mother, like wanting to be famous, like, you know, losing her mother at such a young age and like not having that maternal love, you know, how all of this like gave us her basically career. Mm -hmm. So she said people want to be famous because they want to be loved. I guess when I was a little girl, I wasn't loved. I sort of made it my goal in life to be loved by many people. And just very sad. It's very hard. And like that sentiment paired with like the strict Catholic upbringing. Yeah. You know, it's like there's so much to unpack within like the name Madonna. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) So like what that's how it starts. But once you reach fame and fortune, it becomes like what you do with that. Right. Right. Yeah. She didn't realize that once she got there, there was the responsibility attached to it. Right. Everything she did was going to be scrutinized and judged and that she was going to be like such a role model.
0: Right. She has like a platform. Yeah. And
1: like once you get there, you realize that everything you say is very important and, and like affects people. Yep. So you either take that responsibility and use it in a responsible way or you get out of the limelight is like what she says. Right. She said, I did a lot of bad things and I didn't feel bad about it because I knew I could go to confession at the end of the week and I would be forgiven. Mm. So like this is kind of like her mentality, her mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, she has this responsibility that she feels. So I think, you know, with that responsibility, I think she chooses to tackle issues like feminism and misogyny and how women are treated in religion. and and. In pop culture, and definitely, yeah, and like you know, the feelings of guilt and yeah, being true to yourself and being authentic, and like the, grappling with those two things on each side of your soul, shoulder, you know what and I also, mean? Like,
0: I think there's like a huge thing to like redefining like sin in right. a way, uh-huh. like, she kind of is, uh, it's she's so sex positive and like you know, Catholic upbringings can make you feel really like ashamed of your sexuality. Yeah, but like how funny is like being like, well, I can just go to confession and I'll be fine. Like, you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I've yeah, been, like, yeah. Using
0: it to your advantage in a way. But it does, it does feel like during that time, like she's like, okay, well, actually, I'm not going to confess about this stuff because there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Type of thing. Yeah. But like she
1: was, she was like God fearing, you know, when she was growing up, like she thought the devil yeah. was in her basement. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, I think that her Catholic up- upbringing is, like, the foundation of, like, almost everything she does. I mean, it's literally, like, her costumes. It's, mm-hmm. like, there's so much references. So, like, in the Catholic Church, you're a sinner. Like, you're born a sinner, you're a sinner, yeah. and you're always striving to be good. And then, like, you also grow up with two images of women, the virgin and the whore. hmm Madonna has often said that throughout her life she has felt different from what others expect her to feel or to be. And, like, often in her videos she plays two roles, like, one questioning the other. Right. For example, like a virgin singing in an overtly sexual way and like pairing her ho- like lace gloves of the bordello, it was being called, uh-huh. and the crucifix, like right. the juxtaposition of like the Madonna, the and virgin the and the whore. Yeah. Like, and I think those t- like these concepts like really, you know, she thinks about them a lot. Yep. You know, people thought she was making a mockery of the church's view that women are either virgins or whores.
0: But like, like she was just, she's not making a mockery of it as much as just literally pointing it out. Right. She's like making it, showing it in a different art form, and then like the fact that
1: like Madonna is probably the most powerful imagery from Catholicism, right? And it's an image of a mother. There's just like so much to unpack, right? I know. No, I get. I see what you're stepping in here. Yeah, and like yep. her brother said, like even when he sees the name Madonna, he doesn't know which Madonna is referring to all the right. time. Like it's he has to like two of know the, the context. Most famous women yeah in so like, pop culture and history yes. so like naming someone madonna is inherently controversial right and to go further to say that madonna in and of herself is almost a religion wow like she has made herself almost a religious figure especially huh. for a demographic that is famously rejected by the church the gays holy fuck
0: well i have the chills a little bit right mm-hmm. it like all comes together yeah when you say it like that i mean it's well well said like, that's wow. So, you know,
1: Glenn, Glenn O'Brien from he was like a like a culture writer mm-hmm. in the 80s um, who was like hanging out with all these people. Yeah. He said it's hard to have a religion full of dead heroes when you have live heroes around taking over your customers.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. She's not a practicing Catholic, but she's very fascinated by religion itself. And you can
0: definitely see it in all of her work. She explores a lot of religions throughout her discography and yeah like remember like the Kabbalah stuff yep um i forgot to say before that
1: she she has seized back the crucifix for the masses whether she wanted to do that or not it still had the same effect yeah like there's all these videos of like gay guys in the 80s like wearing cross necklaces like huge gaudy ones like at her concerts and stuff it's like the best
0: yeah it is sort of taking back a narrative there like take yeah yeah, for sure I, i
1: mean i think that like she has grown to be very spiritual obviously and like she explores different religions yeah. and like, I think it's just like very interesting to her. Yeah. Which a is a
0: huge theme for her. Totally. Absolutely. Zephyr in the
1: sky at night. I want. And um, Like there's something very mysterious about the church to her and uh-huh. like, exploring that and unpacking that is like central to her and like she thinks it's interesting you know
0: life is a mist like literally like as you're saying it I'm like yeah she said that she said yeah. that <laughs> and like it's interesting too because like at first people
1: thought she was like this dumb blonde because she's yeah, just be like, like a pop star but she's actually like so deep and smart right
0: she comes out with songs later on and you're like well what is this about yeah yeah for sure she
1: has said in interviews in the past that she has a deep sense of guilt and feeling that she will be punished that's Catholic guilt I know She sometimes links the guilt to her mother's death. Whatever the origins of this feeling may be, her videos and lyrics definitely put those feelings on display and show her preoccupation with images that fuse sex and aggression.
0: Damn. Yeah. Wait, something else, too. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's obvious, but just to point it out, like, the fact that she is named Madonna, which to many is, like, the mother Mm -hmm. and grew up without a mother. Yeah. The motherless Madonna. Is
1: something she like became? She was put in a mother role at a very young age
0: too. Yeah, because of that, mm-hmm. it's just very. It's almost like a, it's made up. I know. There's <laughs> just like so. And there's po- a lot. Like, like life is poetry sometimes because yeah. you're just like, damn. Yeah. And like it is just so cool to see her take all of that mm-hmm. and be able to channel it through her art and expression. Uh huh. Um and. I I do feel like Madonna does try to stick up for the underdog and the little guy, and I, I think a big part of
1: that was Christopher Flynn. That yes, the the first um, choreographer that she worked with,
0: and she always hired black dancers. And well, like she was from
1: like um, her community was like very mixed right. racially, and yes. like she was like one of the only white families. And like even when she first moved to New York, like a lot of her bandmates were black, and like right. you know she worked with you know, Wooly Ninja and everyone. She right. did a Basquiat. Like Yeah,
0: there's like a lot of controversy around the Vogue that she stole it and made it like kind of more mainstream from the ball scene. But if you kind of like hear from people in that scene, like the House of Ninja and Willy Ninja, who is the godfather of Vogue gang and who invented Vogue gang, mm-hmm. um, she like, you know, yes, she's like, OK, what's the new thing in the dance scene? What's the new thing in this? Yeah. like Malcolm McLaren. Who's but you hear what she Deep was like. Vogue. She was like,
1: you know, sitting in on meetings, like right. wanting to know what the next thing was going to be. Right. Like, and you know. so,
0: yeah, there is like that, like sort of like, oh, this is the next thing. Like, yes, this is queer black art. But it's not it's not for the sake of being the next thing. It's like, what's good? Like, what's what do I good? like? Yeah, What's yeah. good? What do I like? Exactly. And but then. You know, not for nothing. She does hire all of them, yeah, to like come on tour with her, and you know, like they won't necessarily their- have the opportunity. She does give her. a platform, yeah. yeah. So it's a little and bit- credit them. It, it, she does. So like, there is an appropriation factor, but there is an appreciation factor, yeah. and there is also an inclusion factor, uh-huh. and not uh, like you know, it's not like these girls on TikTok like stealing Black creators' content. Exactly. She's she's kind of doing the best that she's, she can yeah. in the situation. And if we wouldn't have a lot of that culture without that venue, yeah. which is the Madonna venue, so like there, you know, you have to kind of like look at it from all different angles. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was the '80s; it was a different time. But like, it is—it's not as simple as that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I've read a lot about that in particular, just because I'm very interested in it. Yeah. And I just thought, you know, it was—I always thought the way that she handled it was like kind of the best way she. I can. mean, I think
1: Madonna has been like. I want to say, I I think anti-racist like since the beginning, like very like, much, like you know, this is all not new, but like we're all everyone is educating themselves a lot more on these subjects, which right. is great. But uh, Madonna's upbringing and her life, you know, I think she all like just where she's come from, like right. She these principles have been in her life, and I think you know some of the stuff that she does now is like we don't really. Like, it's questionable, you know? She's just, like, a little out but, like, there. like, I think she's, <laughs> like, in her head, I don't think she thinks
0: anything of it. You know what I mean? She's not bothered by the opinion of people, really. Well, really, she, she's not. It seems like, honestly, her barometer of, like, right and wrong, she spent a long time kind of re- uh, kind of defining that because of how oppressive her, the religion she grew up in was. Mm-hmm. And I think she in her mind is constantly seeking out information and learning about new cultures and religions and this and yeah. that. And because of like her global worldview, which is the privilege of her career and all yeah. that, she is able to sort of have her own version of what she thinks is right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And, she's very confident with that. So she doesn't really get bothered if like she does or says something and people get like, they're like, Oh, Madonna, this is, she's canceled or she appropriated it. She's like, I learned and I moved on and I took that on. And she just kind of like, she doesn't care what people think about her at all. She really has a thick Uh, thick skin. skin. She's one of a kind.
1: Yeah. Truly. So in 2008, so her, she had a brother, Christopher, who was younger than her. Mm -hmm. And when she moved, they were very, they were like very close. Like, um, He was kind of like her shadow in a way. Yeah. When she moved to York, he moved shortly after and like began began working closely with her, like dancing with her. He was the creative director of the Blonde Ambition Tour. Like he was working side by side with her, like really really nice that up until like basically Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So her brother Christopher wrote a tell all in 2008. I remember this called Life with My Sister Madonna. Yeah. And he describes it as his memoirs. And he's like, if she, you know, if I. Say stuff about Madonna like this is my truth, basically. Like, right. These are, this is my, my story, and like she just happens to be in it because like we were closely tied together. So like, of course, she's gonna be in it.
0: I mean, you named it after her, so I'm not really sure <laughs> I mean, if that's like a cop out or just say what you're gonna do. Yeah, you're showing your whole ass, and that's fine. But yeah. just like say it. So basically, you know,
1: he says that she hasn't been kind to the family, and he wanted to correct that and remind her and remind her that she hasn't been kind to the family. Mm. She got rid of him, kind of like when she got with Guy Ritchie. Okay, and like he says that he like got in the way of it. Oh, Um, and apparently he like sent her an email the week before the the book was released, and she was so upset by it, and like told their dad, who told him, like I'm gonna tell dad. Yeah, she like doesn't talk to him anymore. Yikes! No, she doesn't. They don't talk to him. Like she doesn't. They don't talk to Christopher. No, she doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He like discusses her marriage, saying it would be impossible to be married to her. He says that she never changed. Like, she just became more of what she was. <laughs> she's d- just, like, dug deeper. He's just, he says that she is impossible. And, like, I, she is. Like, if I, you watch sure. her, she's, like, not
0: easy. I mean, I think that we're also dealing with someone who might be dealing with, like, some clinical perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And that also has, like, rage involved in it. Like, yeah. you know, like, perfectionist tendencies when you're, it's obsessive compulsive. Like, mm-hmm. It can inc- But she's also just, like, a diva. Like, that but whole, no, but all I'm, that behavior from before. I get what you mean. No, but I'm literally just, I'm not excusing it. Like, no, you yeah. should never be a tyrant. But, like, I think that she is so hard on herself that what she's like to people in comparison to doesn't how she is seem to herself. that bad. Yeah. She's like, you should hear what's, like, in here. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's that's on her. But, mm-hmm. like, that's, you can see that in her. She's intense in a way, and I think she is very, there's no worse Madonna critic than Madonna. Yeah.
1: But like, yeah, um, like the stories of her like being a diva back when she wasn't even known. Like, imagine what she's like being like the most famous woman like actually being a diva. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Her brother was like, how insecure can you be to wear a shirt with um, his name on it? Basically, Guy Ritchie, remember when she like wore a shirt with his name on it? Oh,
0: God. Yeah. He was
1: like, that's so insecure in the relationship. So like their relationship was really shitty. Well, they're no longer together. Um, (laughs) She had to pay him to go to the wedding. The brother? Yeah. I'm sorry. What? He was like, she blackmailed me. But but what basically happened was like, you're going to the wedding. And he was and she like ended up paying him to go because he like wasn't going to go. But but, she like wanted him to be. He took the money, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, so. So he tells the story about Madonna when she was younger. So like, it seems like she was always like this to him, but he kind of just like went along for the ride. Like her kid brother that she was like, come on, Chris. Yeah. But like
0: like the Madonna impression. Come on, Chris.
1: (laughs) Apparently, when they played Monopoly, she would always have to have Park Place. It always comes back to Monopoly, doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> and if she didn't get Park Place, she would like rage. And apparently one time he was like playing with his Lincoln Logs and like had built this thing after like a really long time. And she just like walked by and kicked it over. What a
0: freaking bitch. So like, yeah, she's just like. I guess she thought she could just pray that next away. Next level.
1: Yeah, maybe. Said a Hail Mary
0: about it. Yeah. That is not nice. So a line from the book
1: is that I found was, quote. I think it's sad that poor Rocco and Lola have to wake up each morning and come face to face with this huge picture of their mother dressed in blatant S&M outfit, (laughs) lying on a bed with dead animals all around her. The creepiest thing I've ever seen. This is a Madonna I don't know anymore. Oof. So it seems like the fame maybe maybe got to her
0: a lot. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I can't imagine it didn't. But. Listen, I just want to clarify. I'm not like a Madonna apologist. I am just like in any scenario looking at like, the what, nuance, the nuance, and just being like, what is what's the misogyny that's thrown upon this? Because I'm uh-huh. always like looking at that. Like I'm very much trying not to be a black and white Capricorn and uh-huh. like trying to see the nuance in it. Because I think it's like very important to like understand that like there's there's three sides to every story. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I don't. That, I'm not
1: necessarily like siding with her brother exactly.
0: So uh, for me, like, Lord knows
1: what's in it for him, right? And
0: also like whenever we you know learn things about. The women that we talk about, a lot of it ha- is a male-dominated media.
1: Yeah. It'll be like, Stevie and they stole her best friend's husband. It's, like, it's like, yeah, m- she died and like, she right. married. it's like a story. Yeah, like,
0: exactly. That's not what <laughs> yeah. happened at all. So I'm, you know, again, the whore and the Madonna. Yeah. That's what the media likes to paint women exactly. as one, one or the other. And It's very metal with Madonna. It's right. So she's like, fine, I'm the whore then. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't care. Like, so I'm always just, just like, what? What's the misogyny on this? What's the patriarchal lens that this information has been passed right. down through? Like, okay, so yeah, Madonna is like a diva bitch. It's but like the she filter, f- right? Yeah. So, but like, how many evil men are hoarding wealth and yeah. not and, like, doing what, because the work? what she like demanded what she wanted? She knew what she wanted, and you know, bitch, being total, being in total control of herself. Mm. You know that like acronym oh. that's like she knows what she wants. She goes and she gets it. Yeah. She's going to tell you. And if you expect any different, you're the idiot because she's telling you what she's going to do. If you don't like it, don't be a part of it. Yeah. If you didn't want to go to the wedding, don't go to the wedding. If You can't (laughs) stand the heat. Get out of the kitchen. Get out of the kitchen. And like, you know, that's just really how I feel about it. Yeah. Like I people can do whatever they want as long as they're not hurting themselves or anybody else. Madonna's hurting you. Get out. Tell her to go fuck off. (laughs) Well, he did a tell all. Yeah. That he did. Great. I hope he made the money that he needed from that. You know, yeah. but like, yeah, what I, the, the things
1: that I really wanted to like get down into were like the religious aspects and like, yeah,
0: no, I get re- it.
1: Being raised in like a strict Catholic household, like how it affects you. And, sure. Like,
0: yeah. No, it makes a lot. She is exactly that. Mm-hmm.
1: Truly. But it's so it's so different because it's like not necessarily your classic idea of like what a rebel is, because like. She was, like, befriending teachers. Like, she's so charming. It's, like, a rebellious... It's, like, a... It's different. Uh, ma- no, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know, but, like... But, yeah, no, it's different. It's not just, like, F the system. She's, like, how play do I... the system. Like, how do... Yeah, she's, like, well, this is happening. Why am I not taking advantage of it? These guys are taking advantage yeah. of it. Well, I'm gonna go and sit in, on this. And, like, she just is smart. She mm-hmm. knew what she wanted to do, and she did it. Good for her. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but I mean, truly, like when you see like we forget, like when you go watch her live performances, yeah. she is giving us performance it's art. So good. It has inspired so many artists. It's so it's truly good. amazing. How about that? Um, take
1: That's like the guy with the Madonna wall. That's like Greta Garbo.
0: And Monroe, Deidre, and, and DiMaggio. DiMaggio. And he has, like, all those pictures all lined yes. up. will have to so find funny. that video. Yeah. It's so good. Madonna oh. gays are so next level. Oh, yeah. At, they're loyal. Yeah. Yes. It's a whole generation of oh, them. Oh, for sure. Like, Gen X. We lost X. a lot of them,
1: too, unfortunately. Yeah.
0: Yep. I'm sure Madonna could tell you about so what that. What would
1: the world be like if, that? If like, AIDS I, did not ravage the gay community? I have no idea. It would be so different. It would,
0: it would be, like, some sort of massive difference. But yeah, it's
1: like some freakonomic thing, I'm Absolutely. sure. Absolutely.
0: Totally. Well, that was very interesting, Elena. Thank you for doing yeah. that research and sharing that. Thank I you. didn't know some of that stuff about her upbringing. That's like very. And just like New York is just in the 80s was oh just something God. else. It is like a, what a time. Yeah.
1: I think the influence of being in New York that like at that time at that age, like really also was like the last drop to Madonna's like persona.
0: Absol- absolutely. For sure. It like made her who she was. Yeah. It's like one of the main characters in her, in her story. Yeah. Story. yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved her. So do you have an icon of the week? Okay, I have like a hilarious concept as my icon of the week. Okay. Okay, so like before bed in the last like couple weeks, I've been like getting myself into this like really like meditative Um, A.K.A. I've had maybe like a special gummy and like (laughs) I get into this like really like trying to like tap into my higher self like vibe. Uh okay? Vibrations. Yes. And I've just been exploring the fact that we are a collective consciousness Mm -hmm. and that we are all actually one and we are just the universe expressing itself in a human form Uh and in a form on earth like yes and i came up with like the collective consciousness is i call it big me big me (laughs) big me And, um, my icon of the week is big me, which is everybody and (laughs) all of us and the universe. Uh And we're all just having this experience and I hope that we are all okay because when we are all vibrating together in a positive way, we all feel better Mm -hmm. and, um, just really going, going up for big me, really hoping me can just kind of press forward in a positive way. We can all get our heads in the game. And um, it's so crazy when you think about like the things
1: like differentiating us Mm -hmm. as people and like what makes us do what we do. Yeah. And it's just like trauma.
0: Yeah. Right. Yes.
1: It's very true. And what else is what else is there? Greed? What's like what are the
0: The seven deadly sins? (laughs) Fear. Yeah. A lot. A lot of that. I think what didn't we watch something where someone was like people act out of fear. That's like all they do. Actually, oh, but it was it's American Horror. No, stories. but do you know what
1: it is that she said that I thought was like very true? What
0: was that? It's not fear; it's shame. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah, and I think that's true. It's people are driven by shame, which yeah, goes into like kind of the of Madonna story yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really interesting. Like,
1: so like well, I'm really into skating right now, and like it's hard for me because I get scared. Like, I yeah. it's scary to like go down ramps and like jump and like I'm afraid I'm going to fall like it's scary I get scared and like what am I afraid of like am I afraid of like looking stupid like that's part of it for sure a hundred percent and like that sucks I need to get over that no like like,
0: it's a hundred percent true like the thing that holds people the back people the back the things the people the um people back the most is actually shame yeah it's true yeah i mean like think of like how everyone operates i mean it's you're everyone's afraid of looking a fool yeah it's just true we're just conditioned not even looking a fool like
1: looking different or like yeah i mean
0: insert here just looking other yeah and like yeah once you kind of if you can get over that as best as you can and realize we're all just Like, we can't be seen to be learning. Like, let's just be able to learn. Come on, big me. Let's friggin learn some (laughs) stuff. Anyways, yeah. So that's my weird conceptual. And also just shows you where my headspace is lately. Nice. Is a big me trademark. (laughs) My icon of the week is Molly's
1: groomer, Kate. Yeah. Because for those of you who don't know, Molly is a mixed breed. She is. Oh, she's looked at me. She's um, Yorkie Poo. She's a Yorkie poo. <laughs> she's a Yorkie and a poodle mix. Yes. So Kate has developed this like custom haircut for Molly. <laughs> yes. That, that I think finally satisfies you because yes. you really wanted her to have a signature that I was cut. like, I want this, but I want this from both like kinds of haircuts. Like I, she, but she needs this and she needs this like. Right. You know, because she's got both things going on. Yeah. And I was like, it's just like me. Like when I can't figure out what I want to do with my hair. Yeah. So it's like androgynous, you know? Yeah. Her haircut.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Par Poodle, par Yorkie. Yeah. So she's developed Molly's like signature cut. Yes. And it's a little boofy, tight on the feet. A little bit of like a square Yorkie face yes. that we try. And it's very cute. It's very cute. It does bring so much joy. Oh, I love it. i so she came pleased. out yesterday with those bows in her hair <laughs> to the pigtails. To, uh, the pigtails
1: really did it for me. I
0: was like, these will only last an hour, but I will enjoy every minute yeah. of it. And I did. Ugh, what a treat. That's a great icon. Thank you. Highs and lows, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I love Molly Grooming Week. Oh my god, she just smells so pretty and she's gorgeous. It's my favorite. Well, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. (laughs) And we will see you guys soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye, Candle Coven. Love you, bye.